tonight on the Midnight Train podcast. We discuss the boss of all bosses, the decider of all fates, and the nurturing arms of all that is sacred, the healer of all sickness and all bad days. That's right. The mummy. Where did your mummy come from? Who created your mummy? And why does this have anything to do with dark and scary? So sit back, grab your drink and tell your mummy to listen in. It's about to get spooky? I'm confused. Mom! 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 Mommy! 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 Mama! 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 Ma! 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 Mom! 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 Mommy! Mommy! Mama! 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 What? Hi. <laughs> All aboard. Passengers, welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. What's that mean? We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me, as always, is my brother from another mother, the cohort in crime, Jeffrey Butchko. How are you today, sir? Ah, oh, titles, titles. I like them. Titles, titles? I want like a nameplate for my spot here. That'd be nice to have a. Wouldn't that be cool? Have our own little nameplate, like an there. office, yeah, like an office desk. That'd be cool. Sit down, like hello. Mm, yes. Like your wife comes out to bring us snacks and stuff. We could be like, nope, you will address me as what says on the nameplate. <laughs> My name is King Kamehameha von Lucifer the Third. That is correct. And if you do not call me that in this establishment, you shall be exiled. Right? Thank you. That's perfect. Yes. Now, normally we have the uh, our producer, aka. <laughs> the station's resident nerd, but uh, Riley is not with us today, Aww. so we can make all the funs of him now. Oh, yeah. What do you think of that? He can't defend himself now. Yeah? Well, he never does anyway, so. Well, that's true. <laughs> so how was your New Year's, man? It was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, very low-key. Uh, hung out with my girlfriend's family. We had a fun time, man. Played a lot of games. Um, like Drank na- a lot. Naked Twister? No, no. Oh. Not to that extent. Well, why not? It's it, we played uh, left, right, center. I don't know if you ever played that. Oh, you yeah. throw a dollar in, throw roll the three dice, yeah. and we played a trivia game, which I killed. Nice. Yeah, I killed. They, every time music came up, I was like, boom! Every time. Booyakasha! All the useless knowledge of music I have in my head. Yeah. Well, that's that's good stuff to have because our minds are full of shit that nobody else cares about. <laughs> this is true. How was yours? <laughs> it was good. I got um, hung up with my wife. We went to a friend's. Um, anniversary slash new year's eve party because i got married on new year's eve last year where the cover band actually oh, played for it that's pretty wise actually because you never forget right and they get to throw a party for their anniversary every year and people are going to show up it because it's new year's you know what i mean not a bad gig and so it was like 40 bucks for all you can eat and drink Ooh. yeah you know what i mean Open bar uh yeah oh yeah what'd you drink uh, i don't even want to talk about it they didn't really have anything good so i was drinking well first of all my wife is an amazing person and she's super smart so she brought in a whole huge like pint flask of uh, moonshine there you go so we had that the whole time the apple pie stuff oh my god and then uh i was drinking budweiser all night really yeah i have an open bar you drank budweiser that's pretty much all they had oh yeah it was budweiser bud light or no liquor huh they did have liquor but my wife doesn't really like me on whiskey (laughs) (laughs) and not because i'm mean or anything like that but i get like super like yeah dude you know loud yeah yeah so uh, then then we ended up coming back to the house and i don't even remember getting home but apparently i passed out on the floor playing with my dogs except the dogs weren't in the room that happens so i woke up have no idea how i got dressed into my pjs you know (laughs) now do you call it pajamas or pajamas Pajamas. See, it's pajamas for me. I wonder if that's a southern. That's too thing. fancy for me. My pajamas. Yeah, yeah. it's like, hmm, yeah, let me get my smoking coat and my pajamas. <laughs> Might you bring me my smoking jacket and my pajamas? Yes. I feel like the 
asshole from Gilligan's Island. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What was, was his it? name? Um, a doctor, Mister um, Mr. Professor, Mister Howl, Howl. or the Howl. Yeah, yeah, the Howl. Yeah, yeah. Yes, my little. Mm. Right now, like all of our listeners are like, "What the fuck is Gilligan's Island?" Yeah, for all you uh, new people out there. <laughs> so Gilligan's Island was a show back in the '60s, '60s and '70s. Yeah, it was like right when color TV came out, right? I think it was like right, dude. Because I, I think it was know. one of the first shows that was in color. I think. Well, they end up uh, basically these people went out for a, uh, a cruise on a boat. A three hour tour. It was a three hour tour. And they ended up getting stuck on a, which is the dumbest premise to a movie or a show. Um, well, kind of like lost. <laughs> yeah. But um, so it, it was a comedy and they all get stuck on this island, except they have this like super genius dude that could literally make like a fucking radio out of a fucking coconut, but couldn't figure out how to get the fuck off right. the island. Like, right. come on. Anyway, it was funny. If you guys ever get a chance to go back, I'm sure it's on like Nick at Night yeah, Nick or something Knight like that. Or AMC or whatever. Yeah, but. it's out there. If you guys want to watch some hokey dumb shit, it's fun. Okay, so as most of you know, we are just a bunch of goofballs that love history and can't get enough of the mysterious, and we want you all to know how much it means to us that you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Honestly, your reviews and support really do make all the hard work worthwhile. All right, so uh, let's turn on the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink. Oh, it's drink time. And let's get spooky. But first, here is a toast to all of you from all of us. Here come the mummies. Yes, that's Here Come the Mummies. That's not the first time we've actually played them on this show either. They're just and so good. I mean, they I are amazing. Play them all the time. Ever get a chance to go see them? If they're ever floating around your town, go check out Here Come the Mummies. They're so awesome. And and. There's a reason that Jeff played Here Come the Mummies, because tonight we're talking about everything mummy for all. Of, thank you for all of our British listeners. We mean the actual mummified corpses, not your mothers. Sorry for the confusion. You know, mummy, like in the beginning. So, mummy. so great. Mummy. <laughs> so it was like the one and only time I'd ever be able to use that sound clip. And I, I took it. I saw my window of opportunity. I'm like, mine. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. perfect. So let's take the train way the fuck back to approximately 3,000 years ago to ancient Egypt. The ancient Egyptians, that's Egyptians, Moody, not aliens, uh, needed and wanted to preserve the bodies of their dead. So they created the process of mummification, which basically means they wrapped their dead parents in toilet paper and threw them in the hot sun. Right? Right? No. Close enough. No, no. Actually, I mean, it's kind of close. Actually, the process was meant to remove all moisture from the body in order to keep them as pristine as possible. Egyptians believed that the body was the soul or spirit's home. So if you destroyed the body, you destroyed the spirit. Three spirits, actually. The Ka, which was the person's double. The Ba, or soul, was able to fly around and back to the body. And the Ak which was like the soul, but had the shitty duty of flying off to the underworld for final judgment and hopeful entrance into the afterlife. I've heard Jabba the Hutt say a lot of that before. (laughs) 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 Maybe he's speaking Egyptian. He might be. I don't know what George Lucas was on to something. What was, what was his, uh, like nationality? If if I dare say that, was he just a big ass slug? Yeah. He's just a big slimy slug, big slug. Jabba the Hut, the Hut, dude. Have you watched, by the way, uh, not to go off on a tangent here, but have you watched that uh, the Mandalorian? Yeah, it's funny you mention that because that there's a segment coming up that I have to talk about something mm. related to that. On a side note, though, speaking of Star Wars, have you seen the new movie? I have not. I went to the theater the day after Christmas. Took the whole family, and you liked it, right? Mm. No. So here's my thing, and I'm not oh, going to spoil shit. it. Okay, right. it is the best. Out of the new three. Okay. For sure. Okay. By far. But there's so many parts in it that are just like, we don't need this. Why is this? Oh, oh, I get it. Disney. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Right. I've actually heard a lot of that. That people say that yeah. they just try to fit like 50 pounds of shit in a 25 pound bag. Yeah. But I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, it, it is good. And if you have an inkling or remotely like any little piece of the new three, you will really enjoy this one. 
awesome. See, I, I like to be honest, I like all the movies, and that's just because I can disconnect. And the only one that I hate is the whole one with we've talked about this before with fucking what's his name, Jar Jar Binks. Oh yeah, it was a fucking worst oh, yeah. character they've ever put in any movie. To be honest with you, let alone a fucking you know franchise like Star yeah. Wars. Jesus. So originally, it is thought that the first mummies were done on accident, being that Egypt is a uh, as dry as an empty litter box, and with hardly any measurable rainfall, some bodies were recovered from shallow pits in the sand that were all raisined out from the heat and hot sand that surrounded them. 2600 BC brought about the actual mummification process, or at least some variation of it. This was during the 4th and 5th dynasties, and they just got better at doing it from there. Depending on the price, yeah, you had to pay to be mummified, and that shit probably wasn't cheap. Um, there were different forms of mummification performed on the dead. Pharaohs like Tutankhamun were uh, found extremely well-preserved beneath, uh, between the 18th and 20th dynasties of the New Kingdom. I imagine my mummified remains would look like it was done by a third grader who got a D-plus on his paper mache project, you know? Because we ain't got pharaoh money around these parts. <laughs> he's like, he's just molding your body and he looks at the, the leader and is like, I like turtles. That's pretty much a pile of mush. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. So let's talk about Tutankhamun for a second. He was an ancient Egyptian pharaoh who was the last of his royal family to rule during the end of the 18th dynasty during the New Kingdom of Egyptian history. His father was the pharaoh Akhenaten. I'm probably going to fuck these up, guys, and I apologize. But it looks like Akhenaten, right? Yeah. Believed to be the mummy found in the tomb KV-55. Now, KV-55 is a tomb in the Valley of the Kings in Egypt. It was discovered by Edward R. Arton in 1907 while he was working in the Valley for Theodore M. Davis. Is that like coordinates? Is that how they came up with that name? Uh, KV-55? I'm not sure because there's... Like King Valley and then... Five west five, I, or five I, longitude latitude. Actually, I didn't maybe? even put those two together, but yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. So get this shit. Tutankhamun's mother is his father's sister. Giggity. Uh-huh. Identified through uh, DNA testing as an unknown mummy referred to as, quote, the younger lady who was found in KV-35, which is an ancient Egyptian tomb located in the Valley of the Kings in Luxor, Egypt. It was discovered by Victor Lorette in March of 1898 and contains the tomb of... Oh, feces? <laughs> no, not, not too, too, too much feces. No, um, Amen, Amenoptep? Amenhotep. Amenhotep. We're just going to say that. Yeah, Amenhotep the second. Later, it was used as a cachet for others like his auntie mommy. So, yeah, Tutankhamun was his own cousin. Kind of fucked up. But I guess back then, I, I guess they thought to keep the lineage. Bloodlines. Yeah, the bloodlines going yeah. that they would. That was actually very common in multiple cultures yeah. back then. Yeah. Like, mmm, gotta yeah. love incest. Mmm. Mommy? Mommy? <laughs> Mommy? 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 Um, according to uh, Wikipedia, Tutankhamun took the throne at eight or nine years of age under the unprecedented viziership of his eventual successor, A, or I, whichever it's A-Y, so to whom he may have been related. He married his half-sister, <laughs> Ankin Sanamun. Uh, during their marriage, they lost two daughters, one at uh, five to six months of pregnancy and the other shortly after birth. I full wonder term. why. <laughs> yeah, they probably came out with like three eyeballs and shit. Yeah. Uh, his names, Tutan, Tutankhaten and Tutankhamun, <laughs> are thought to mean living image of Aten and living image of Amun, with Aten replaced by Amun after Aten. Oh, Jesus. Akentaten's. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oaken, choking, fucking, fucking, whatever. I can not any of this dude's death. There are Egyptologists out that um, out there that actually believe the translation may be more like the life of Aten is pleased, um, or another one, one perfect of life is Aten, or my favorite, if thou cannot keep it in one's pants, keep it in thy family. Yeah, I mean, because they were banging each other. Anyway, so Tutankhamun restored the ancient Egyptian religion after its disillusion by his father, enriched and endowed the priestly orders of two important cults, and began restoring old monuments damaged during the previous Armana period. He moved his father's remains to the Valley of the Kings, as well as moving the capital from Akhtaten to Thebes. Tutankhamun was uh, physically disabled with a deformity of his left foot that required the use of a cane, several of which were found in his tomb as well as body armor and bows, having been trained in archery. He had several health issues, including a cleft palate, scoliosis, and several strains of malaria. Hear that? Don't fuck your family, folks. Yeah, you're all kinds of fucked up. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's that's kind of... It makes sense. 
You know, I mean, not the malaria, obviously. Malaria is going to put scoliosis and a cleft palate and a fucked up foot and everything else. Yeah. You're the new king. Ah, Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) The bloodlines. (laughs) My first order of business. You know. So how did they do it? All right. So how does this mummification process? How did it go? This is crazy. I remember learning about this in school and history. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So according to the Smithsonian, it took 70 days and it was performed by special priests who would work as embalmers and would treat and wrap the bodies while trying not to touch their special parts. (laughs) Okay. That last part was too much. I'm sorry. Anyway, these priests had to have detailed... Um, uh, detailed um, uh, whatever of human anatomy. You know what I mean? They had to be renowned in that. They have to know. Right. Um, so, okay, maybe that last part wasn't too much. Anyway, um, the first step was to take out all of the body's internal organs as those parts tend to decay faster and begin to smell like the dumpster of a Taco Bell in order to... <laughs> Dick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. In order to remove the brain, these priests would take a specially designed hooked instrument and cram it up the nose of the deceased. Like Total Recall style. Yeah. (laughs) They couldn't be too willy-nilly because this could fuck up the face and no one wanted a corpse that looked like sloth from the Goonies. After they removed the brain, bit by bit, they made a cut on the left side of the body to remove the larger organs, but they left the heart. The Egyptians believed that the heart was the center of a person's intelligence and personal being. All of the other shit was preserved separately, putting them in jars that were usually left with the body called canopic jars. Canop- canopic canopic jars? That sounds right, right? Yeah. Later, mummies were found with their organs treated, wrapped, and placed back inside the corpse, kind of like a 2,600-year-old 2, pita bread. Mm. They restuffed the turkey. Yeah, they, so basically that's what they did. They'd sit there and they, they'd take them out. Sometimes. This wasn't like a very often thing. Then they take it out, they preserve them, and then put them back in. Could you imagine the smell of walking into one of those pyramids like... I don't know, a week after mummification. Wow. That's what I said. It probably smells like fucking a dumpster Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, they had to remove all of the moisture from the body. In order to do this, the priests covered the deceased with a type of salt called natron, which has extensive drying properties. Okay, so they did preserve them. Yes. Then. Yeah. They would take packets of the salt and put them inside the body to expedite the drying process. Kind of like, you know, a human beef jerky, you know? Yeah. 70 days later, they removed the packets of natron and lightly rinsed off the salt from the body. Boom. You now have the beginnings of a human piñata. Certain areas of the corpse that had sunken in were filled with linen and other available materials and false eyeballs were added to make the body look more lifelike. Now, can you imagine way back in, you know, 2,600 years ago, what do you think the eyeballs look like? And what were they made out of? Oh, man, I don't know. But you know what, though? Don't they do this now? Well, yeah, I mean, I, now they do, but you, I mean, they're made out of glass and they're actually like, right. oh, you got machines and people that can, you know, what, what were those made of back then? It was like a piece of granite. That's Probably some, bull testicles. Bull, well, mountain, Rocky Mountain oysters <laughs> in your face. Yeah, it's one thing I'm never going to try. I tell you that. Yeah. Next up, they start rapping. Two priests grab turntables and start battle rapping right there on the spot. The loser has to eat the brains of the future mummy in order to ward off evil spirits. And that, of course, is completely fucking insane, and uh, I should probably make an appointment with my therapist. And anyway, so <laughs> what they did do is take hundreds of yards of linen and carefully wrap the strips around the body. Often, they would wrap each individual toe and finger before wrapping the entire hand or foot. Now, they didn't want anything to go wrong, so they placed amulets around the strips and even wrote magical words on some of them as they wrapped this fucker up like a Christmas present. Some priests would even add a mask of the person's face in between certain layers of the linen being wrapped around the head. After a few good go-rounds, they would stop and coat the bandages with a warm resin and then start all over again. Finally, they would place the last cloth, known as a shroud, around the body and tied him up with a big fancy bow, placing him under the Christmas tree in order to give Billy and Sally nightmares for the foreseeable future. No, that didn't happen. That'd be funny as fuck if it did. They did add a few more pieces of the linen around the body to secure the shroud, and there it was, like a big-ass piece of human jerky. A mummy. But that's how they did it. Who do you think, like, decided this was a good idea? Them, apparently. They're probably like... Perseus, I'm going to be dying soon. Stuff me. <laughs> Pull out my organs. Please do me a salt, favor. And then stuff them back in me. We've got to figure it out. We have a taxidermist around. Because I want to live forever in the and minds and eyes of all of you great people. You'll probably go over this. I didn't look ahead in the notes. But they also did this to like their animals, like their cats. Yes. And like all their belongings were yep. 
Yep, yeah. coming up on that right now. So during the time of mummification, the tomb was being prepared. Craftsmen, artists, and other workers were busy adding things to the tomb that were important for the afterlife, like statues, paintings, and furniture. You know, because Heaven's apartments weren't furnished. You know, they even included <laughs> a list of food and prayers. This shit was expensive, so not everyone had the means to be mummified. Like I mentioned earlier, it was usually noble people and officials from the time. However, certain bulls, baboons, cats, crocs, and birds were mummified due to their religious significances. Kind of fucked up if a bird could be mummified, but my broke ass just had to sit and decay with all the other assholes. You know what I mean? Right. Look at the bird, you know? Here I am in the fucking corner, like just rotting. How would you like to be the lucky crocodile? You know, you're just doing (laughs) crocodile things in a crocodile pond. And next thing you know, a bunch of... Egyptians come up with spears and you know, and then then you know you're stuffed. I don't think I don't think they were allowed to kill them though. I think because of the religious significances, that's why they were. Well, how they mummify them? Well, because they stuff them alive. They no, they died from natural causes. Oh, okay. you know, he's just hanging out with the rest of his homies, and all of a sudden he has a fucking crocodile heart attack. <laughs> you know what I mean? picture this guy, and he's got a list like you know the the Tutankhamun dies. He's like, all right, first things first, we need one crocodile, one bird, and one baboon. <laughs> Bill, <laughs> he's got like a little checklist. Yeah. Bill, you, yeah, go get that baboon. <laughs> I always have to get the baboon. <laughs> now let's talk about curses. There are a ton of different theories surrounding how the initial legend of the mummy's curse got its start. Now let's be honest, everybody who if you've ever seen a movie, you know about you know the curse of the mummy, or at least you've heard about whatever. The Egypt Egyptologist, yet another weird job title. We talk about that all the time. Like mm-hmm. someone's going, "Oh, what are you? I'm a." Bookologist, I guess that doesn't make that's like a librarian. Anyway, so uh, Salima Ikram notes that some non-pyramid tombs in Giza and Saqqara had curses written on their walls in order to scare the bejesus out of anyone who may disturb or rob the tomb. She says, quote, they tend to threaten desecrators with divine retribution by the council of the gods or a death by crocodiles, lions, scorpions or snakes. <laughs> oh, boy. So in other words, don't fuck with our shit or you're going to get that stuffed crocodile up your ass. Yeah. In 1922, archaeologist Howard Cart and his team uncovered a set of mysterious stairs that led to the tomb of Pharaoh Tutankhamun from 14th century BC. He was later joined by Lord Carnivorn, Car- Carner, God damn it, I practiced that all week long. Carnivon, <laughs> there it is, and his daughter who were the money behind the dig and they finally made it into the tomb. Supposedly, Carter's dumbass poked a tiny hole into the tomb and found the sarcophagus of Tutankhamun, and that's when all the shits started to hit the fan. First, Lord Carnivon woke up with a big-ass mosquito bite on his face, and as he was shaving, he accidentally cut into it. No way, this is true? Yeah. He wound up with blood poisoning and ended up dead. There have been 10 additional deaths that centered around the curse of Tutankhamun, and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle freaked the world out by saying that some supernatural shit was afoot at the Circle K due to fucking with King, uh, the king's tomb, most likely put there by their priests who performed the mummification. Then, a British TV crew shows up and decided it was smart to set up shop in the tomb and their gear went all fucking crazy. Quite a few of the crew became extremely sick once they returned home as well. Serves them right. Don't be fucking with King Chicken Ramen or Tutankhamen or fucking farts of ramen or whatever the hell it's called you know what i mean like you don't go in there you don't do that i think that's crazy that stuff actually happened like yeah now there's a lot of dispute about it like you know is it because of the curse or is this just like something that you know is coincidental or whatever but it just seems kind of weird that all these people had all the shit happening to them it's ironic yeah don't you think a little too ironic. <laughs> it's like Ray. <laughs> Sorry. That was my singing moment. <laughs> all right. So that's that's basically how it all started. And that's where the the, uh, the legends come from or whatnot. It's uh, kind of cool that if you think about it, like they had so much power and believed in it so much, that they could seriously go, you know, if you fuck with my shit, you know, you're going to die. I think it's pretty cool. But I think it's even crazier that like the process, the process is what blows me away. You know, yeah. like. I don't know if you've ever seen, you can Google some of these tools. Like the hook looks like a, uh, I'm trying to think of what you can explain it as. It looks like a like, coat hanger that's a little bit thicker than a coat hanger, but bent over. Yeah, it's got like a like a hook at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. and they just yeah. go right in there and, and just pull everything out that they can. Yep, just suck it all out. Yeah, it's a, I, I think what's, uh, to me, what the coolest part is, is that this is a process that started freaking, you know, 3,000 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just shows that the, 
the Egyptians were so advanced, which I think, and Moody, if you're listening, I think that's why they, you know, a lot of people go, well, how the hell did they know this shit? How do they know how to do this? And again, with me, I always say that you can't ever downplay the ingenuity of, of, of a man, of a person, of a woman, of a human being. You just can't, yeah. you know? And I think that we're not, uh, we're not taking into account how smart people can be. I mean, we've had so many fucking geniuses that have just change the world you know what i mean obviously there was like one guy or a couple guys that were kind of like leading this thing because it didn't last long right you only had the whole mummification thing for like i don't know a handful of years and then they never did it anymore you know what i mean i don't know if they found it inhumane or what but like so obviously you had this group of guy like you were saying before like the guy that knew how to do it or the anatomy and he's like you know let's make a mommy pull the shit out through the hook and yada yada but then like that guy and his I don't know, followers or students probably died off. And like, that was it. Yeah. You only had so many like mummies lost, for a certain period kind of, a of time. Uh, trade or something like that. Right. But I mean, think about it. again, like you just said right there, there was a guy who knew about human anatomy 3000 years ago. Yeah. How many slaves did he well. dissect to learn? <laughs> We're not going to go down that hole. Right. That sounds right. horrible. So yeah, that's how it's done. That's the history of mummification and the legend of the mummy and how it got started with curses and stuff. Um, but before we go further, I'd like to, have a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane, sugar, and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth, and Voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors, or head over to Voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. That's Voodoo.com. V-O-U-D-O-U-X Vodka. It's magic. And it is magic because when we had Brad and Ken over, dude, I was, oh I don't know if you, God, it was if, so it, funny. And I do want to apologize. I mean, I, I don't want to apologize. Like, sorry, not sorry for getting drunk with our sponsors for our New Year's <laughs> Eve episode. You know what I mean? Like, f- whatever. It was fun. But I am sorry to those that may have been listening to that one for the first time. And you heard me just have towards the end of it, dude. Imagine being a new listener. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. You know? Like, if you were a new listener and you heard that, I, I I don't want to say I'm not always like that. But that was an extreme case. Yeah. I mean, they kept passing that damn bottle around. Speaking of, if you did enjoy that episode and you thought it was funny and you'd like to hear it times 11, tune in very soon because we are going to be doing a drunken movie review this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. And it's going to be crazy. Yeah, And again, if you guys are listening to this uh, this episode right now, send us over your um, the movies you want want us to review. Um, You know, I, I would really like to find some movies that none of us. Because we're going to have Chainsaw and, keep and theme, movie, right? please. We don't want to review The Wizard of Oz. Right. And... It's got to be a horror movie. Yeah. It's got to be something that's scary. And it doesn't matter if it's a horror movie from, you know, way back in the day. It doesn't matter how cheesy it is. It doesn't matter how, whatever. Anyway, I want to make sure that it's because uh, Moody and Chainsaw are going to be joining us for that. God help us. Yeah. And uh, so it'll be nice to find a movie that not all of us have seen. You know what I mean? See, no one's going to hear the movie. They're just going to hear us talking and getting crazy, which right. would be good. Right. Right. Absolutely. Now. Let's talk about movies real quick. You guys know how we always do this here. When it comes to whatever it is we're talking about, we always jump into the top movies or the best movies or whatever. And of course, we're talking about mummies. So let's talk about the top 10 mummy movies from our favorite website, IMDb. I do love some IMDb. Did we find out, by the way, about the percentage thing that Brad was talking about? Like the 157.22 or whatever? No, I don't think we ever did find out what yeah, that, that was. that was really odd. Yeah, we need to check that out. Unless it's the meta score. It might be a meta score. No, because Riley tried to explain that. And he's not here right now, so I'm just going to be like... Way to go, Riley. Yeah, Riley, way to go. So listen, my favorite movie with a mummy in it. I'm just going to throw this out there real quick because it's not on this list and it probably is way down, but this is the top 10. My favorite movie with a mummy is Monster Squad. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah dude. That's a great in movie. In fact, if you guys are on our uh, our Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook page, I actually posted a picture of that mummy today from the Monster Squad. And but he one- didn't get as much play as he should have no, in that movie. No, 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 no. He did not. Actually, he got the uh, he got fucked up pretty early, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Didn't he like take a bow and arrow and shoot his? Uh, yeah, it was. Wasn't it Rudy, the kid that smoked cigarettes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Rudy, man, you're so cool. He's like, what's up, guys? Yeah, with his BMX because he's yeah. so badass. Because back then it wasn't offensive, and you could right. actually smoke in movies. Right. But that was my fa- that's my favorite movie when it comes to like having a mummy in it. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of cool mummy movies, but that one I watched that as a kid, and I still I could sit down and watch that today. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a fucking great movie. If you guys haven't seen Monster Squad, it's a, a mid-80s movie, I want to say. Early 80s. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's totally cheesy, but it's pretty awesome, especially the whole Frankenstein and, you know, how they... Anyway, yeah. you guys got to go out and watch that. So that's our review for that one. Or not review, Wolfman but... has nards. <laughs> yeah. That's our recommendation. It's such a fucking great movie. All right. So starting on here, we got number 10. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Jeff just opened up his uh, his Christmas present. Um, Riley and I... Oh, so good. Je- okay, so if you guys... Hopefully you guys listen to uh, like our Christmas episodes and things like that. And uh, Riley or Jeff got Riley and I both uh, a couple of... Um, um, what are they? Uh, not comic books. They're yeah. Well, one one's a comic book, and then the other one is a Guinness World Record for video games. Right. So you got us a couple of you know cool little gifts or whatever. So Riley and I chipped in and got Jeff a uh, a bottle of Jim Beam double oaked twice barreled freaking badass whiskey. Listen, and, and nothing against voodoo because we love our voodoo. It. Right. But, but voodoo, I also love whiskey. Right. So voodoo, when you guys come out with a whiskey, trust me, that'll be the only oh, one we yeah. drink on here. Now, listen, we are not sponsored and or endorsed Jim Beam in any way, shape or form, but it is in our face right now. And I'm going to take a drink. Yum, 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 yum. All right. So I got this this Ooh, list. Good. It is. It is good. That's I got this good. list loaded. Are we going from 10 to 10? Yeah, let's go to 10. All right. So number 10, take this back before I get and this is what's funny to me is that these are old school and it just goes to show that there really aren't a ton of mummy movies you know so but that is pretty smooth it though, is good though. that is smooth so number 10 on our mummies movie list we have 1942's the mummy's tomb with the one and only <laughs> 1942 <laughs> the one and only lon cheney which lon cheney was in he was it was uh lon cheney and who was the other guy that was uh all over the place that was oh, in all those movies back in the day. I know. I'll think about it. I'm sure he's on this list. So anyway, it, it says a high priest travels to America with a living mummy to kill those who had desecrated the tomb of, of an Egyptian princess 30 years earlier. See, there it is. The Egyptian thing. Yep. That's what it all kind of stems back to. Um, it's got a 5.8% uh, on IMDb. Um, yeah, that one sounds pretty good. Out of t- uh, 2,553 votes. And this is a drama fantasy horror all in one. Mm, all in one. Drama. And it's in 42. I mean, come on, guys. This is going to be an amazing movie. We're talking effects out the wazoo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could see the, the, the sticks string. on the hand. You have the strings and everything. <laughs> exactly. It's not even a real bird. It's just a floppy yeah. rubber bird. And they all have the old-timey voice, which is my favorite personal favorite. You well, know. Let's see. This also stars Lon Chaney Jr., Dick Foran, yeah. John Hubbard, and Elise Knox. Coming soon to 1942 theater. We're going to discover a pyramid. Ta-da. <laughs> Today, so this one uh, number nine is blood from the mummy's tomb from 1971. An archaeological expedition brings back to London the coffin of an Egyptian queen known for her magical powers. Her spirit returns in the form of a young girl, and strange things start to happen. Oh, really? (coughs) That's me coughing right now. Sorry. So yeah, this one has a uh, 5.7 out of um, 2,650 votes. So I mean, people must be liking these movies. Maybe we'll. You guys just need to vote for us and tell us what movies we're watching yeah. for our drunken review because we can't we can't decide. I can't decide what movie to do yet. It's tough to you know, and we need to know beforehand so we can a get a copy of it and get everything set up and ready to right. roll. Yeah. So, so I, I'd like to do two that night. Yeah, that'd I don't be know, awesome. you think two's fair. Yeah, well, yeah. Definitely uh, make sure you guys listen to the second one because it's gonna be way more fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> voodoo. Right, right. It's number eight. This is from two thousand and seven. Mil Mascaras versus the Aztec mummy. Um, this is like a luchador <laughs> fighter versus a mummy. It's kind of what it looks like. That's what the cover looks I'm like. I'm looking at 6.1. Um, it says uh, an Aztec mummy is resurrected in a ceremony in which the blood of a human sacrifice is dripped onto the mummified remains. The mummy possesses a scepter with a jewel that can be used to control people's minds for purposes of world conquest. Ooh. Wow. I, I've never heard of this. I don't even know. Who the hell is Mil Mascaras? I don't know. He must be pretty famous, though. It literally looks like he has a luchador's mask on. It does. But, okay, so let me ask you this. This is what I don't understand. So the other two movies have over 2,000 votes each, almost 3,000 each. This one only has 92 and has a 6.1 rating. So do they just take the average rating? Ratio. Ah, oh, that's so Gotta lame. Gotta be ratio. Yeah, that's so lame. They should take an account at how many of those are in there. Uh, next one up, number seven, 1940s, The Mummy's Hand. This one, an ancient mummy is revived to destroy the invaders of the 3,000-year-old tomb of an Egyptian princess. It sounds like every plot line to every one of these movies I so know, far. right? 
Everyone. There's always an Egyptian princess. Yeah, this one has six. It's a 6.1 star or 6.1 whatever it is percent out of 3,217 uh, votes. So that's pretty cool. Hey, Dick Foran's in this one, too. He's like, he's the mummy guy. Yeah, Dick Foran. Maybe he is the, the guy dressed up as the mummy. Probably. Dick Foran, Peggy Moran, Wallace Ford, and Eduardo Cianelli. <laughs> Eduardo Cianelli. <laughs> I come to the United States to be in the mummy's hand. Daddy, what do you do for work? I'm the mummy in every mummy movie. <laughs> Ever. I want to be you when I grow up. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this one in uh, 2001, The Mummy Returns. This is number six. And this is obviously the one with um, what the, Brendan the, the, Fraser. This is what started the whole thing. Right. Because Riley it, was like, Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser. We got to do The Mummy. And we're like, okay. Well, this isn't the original Mummy, though. This is The Mummy Returns. This is the one where The Rock comes out. Right. Because the original one was so bad that the second one was better <laughs> so which the, has only happened before in star wars because empire blows away oh yeah yeah for sure that's my favorite well, out and of terminator i'm sorry terminator, terminator 2 was yeah, good yeah yeah it's um, very rare though yeah very Think about rare. that yeah mostly how I, many I, sequels blow away the original not very many yeah. at all so this one is uh, a 6.3 rating out of 289,412 uh, votes and it grossed 202 million dollars so that's kind of cool not too shabby yeah 48 meta score on this and uh, the mummified body of Emotep is shipped to a museum in london where he once again wakes and begins his campaign of rage and terror i'm sure most of you people out there who are uh, listening to this have probably seen this even if you didn't see it it was probably on in the background one day on like i don't know cbs or something i'll, I'll give it up for effects like if you watch it's not a great story and it's not a great movie but the effects are really cool like with all yeah. the, the the beatles remember all the beatles oh, yeah, absolutely i thought it was, it was pretty cool. cool i thought it was a great movie. Not to the be beatles <laughs> the <laughs> Number five. Oh, my God. 1972. The Mummies of Guanajuato. 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 There's another luchador. Look at it. There's like four of them on this. This must be like a genre or something that's pretty popular, I guess. The the mummy of the legendary wrestler Satan awakes 100 (laughs) years after his death, as Satan was also a powerful sorcerer who vowed to take revenge over the city of Guanajuato before dying. What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> there's literally four or three luchadors yeah. with this cover and it's got like i don't know a bunch of zombies and stuff so this has got uh, it's a 6.1 rating uh, of 195 votes see that's what i'm saying you know what this you know what this means all this says folks is if you have the money you can put out whatever you want it's all it takes no offense or anything but it doesn't look like they had a lot of money in this one i mean that looks pretty bunk this is why we have to write a movie dude i know I would love to. We should write, produce, star in. Yeah. The whole thing. Like a handicam movie. Yeah, why not? Those are they, huge those now, aren't millions they? millions of dollars. Yeah. Why not? We we'll, got GoPros. Let's use them. Yeah, we'll spend like, you know, 20 bucks making it, yeah. and then we'll make 25. We'll we'll strap the GoPro to your dog for like action shots and have him run. So, you know what I mean? Instead of having like the wheelie <laughs> with the cameras on it, we have your dog running. Instead. It's all bouncy. <laughs> but fur I, in the way. But that's kind of huge too now, the whole yeah. bouncy cam shit. Yeah, let's do it. You Charlotte should. would love it. Here's the real question, guys. Would you, if we made a movie, right, and we posted it up, let's say we did it on like YouTube, uh, whatever it is, gold or whatever the thing is where you can stream it. You have to have a subscription, but you can stream it from there. Would you pay 99 cents to buy our movie and watch our movie? The Midnight Podcast Movie? I will take it one further here, Jeff. Oh, boy. I say, would you guys, if we set up a GoFundMe, Mm. To get you guys to come in and produce the movie, and by produce we mean, you know, help us pay to make it, would you guys be down to do that? And if we did, if every single cent went into making the movie, regardless how garbage it is, right? and then at the very end your name's going to scroll like, you know, producer, you know? You know, I mean, I'm sure the Skelton sisters probably would. They'd be down. You know? Oh, for sure. <laughs> but if you guys chainsaw would, do would back it, he'd be like that dirty director that smokes a cigar in the trailer. Like, you know, it's time to record, boys. <laughs> Action. <laughs> Quiet on the set. Hey, we know Moody has acting talent. He does. Moody. Oh, oh yeah, those guys would definitely be in it. Chainsaw oh, yeah. would be in it. Moody, yeah. of course. Riley, yeah. he can, you know, be our runner. He could be the young hero. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, a starring role with Riley there with his Top Gun jacket. So yeah, if you guys are down for a GoFundMe, man, like even if it's twenty five cents, you know what I mean. Let's let's get it together. We'll put a time limit on it. We'll see how much money we get and how much we we can actually make of a movie. Because maybe we can actually, you know buy burritos for all the actors 
I'm thinking a plot would be something like a horror movie, obviously, but it would have to be like the toaster that came to life and killed almost like a maximum overdrive, but not. Did you say horror or horror? Horror. A horror. Horror. Okay. Horror. Not horror. About to say that's an entirely different movie. <laughs> yeah. We don't go fund me for that. Yeah. No, no, no. We don't want to do that. Uh, so back to the movies here. Uh, number, uh, let's see, number four on the list is The Mummy from 1959. In 1895, British archaeologists find and open the tomb of Egyptian princess Ananka with nefarious consequences. Why is it always an Egyptian princess? Why can't it be an Egyptian know. prince? Because they got to fit a, a starlet in there somewhere, right? So this one, well, this one actually has uh, 7,400 votes. Peter Cushing's in it, and Christopher Lee. Now I know, I know Christopher Lee. Who's Peter Cushing? He was the vampire guy uh, way back in the day. Oh, God, he had the crosses and all that, like trying to think hold on a second i can smell the rubber burning folks yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let me keep going and I'm, all right I'm we'll do go some, i'll do some riley in the background you here. ready number three the mummy from 1999 the original not the original one but the one with uh, brennan fraser that actually started the whole thing off and an archaeological dig in the ancient city of hamanatra an american serving in the french foreign legion accidentally awakens a mummy who begins to wreak havoc as he searches for the reincarnation of his long lost love he was grand moff tarkin in star wars the, the very first one, New Hope, and then they CGI'd him in Rogue One. The commander, the old guy with the gray hair and the widow's peak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. him. Oh, no shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. So this one right here, this is the mummy. This is the one that we were just talking about. This newer one, 1999. Um, it's got uh, 7%. Um, I guess that that's what you call it. It didn't beat uh, out the second one, though, money-wise. No, it didn't, but it's still got a higher rating. Yeah. Which is, again, I don't understand IMDb's rating thing. Now, it's funny that all these movies, the top four, are literally all called The Mummy. They're just all made in different eras. So this next one is uh, number two is The Mummy from 1932. Oh, Boris Karloff. That's who I was talking oh, about. yeah, yeah. It was Boris Karloff and Lon Chaney back he in the day. He uh, was the Frankenstein. Yes. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, Lon Chaney. he's the no, big no, no, guy. No, no, no. Lon Chaney was werewolf. Karloff was the big uh, Frankenstein. Wasn't he also? Hold on. Let me no, look. no, no. Who am I thinking of that was uh, Dracula back then? Um, No, you're thinking of, uh, what's his name? It's an what? Italian name, right? Yeah, Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi, that's his name. Sorry for all you Italian listeners out there. He's got an Italian name. Bela Lugosi. Yeah, he was the Frankenstein in like every Frankenstein okay. movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one's got a 7.1 out of 21,684 um, votes from 1932. A resurrected Egyptian mummy stalks a beautiful woman he believes to be the reincarnation of his lover and bride. So the Egyptians must have just been loving their women back in the day. You know what I mean? Well, I guess it makes sense. The pharaohs and the... yeah. What's a woman pharaoh called? Priest? Priestess? Egyptian princess. Egypt. Okay, well, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> That's the other sound effect. I yeah, hear. yeah, definitely for sure. And the number one on this list, according to IMDb from 1969, again, The Mummy, uh, 7.9 uh, uh, stars or whatever the hell it's called, uh, 990 votes. This, is, this has got Ahmad Marey. Ahmad Hagazi, Nadia Lufti, Mohamed Abdel Rahman. But this it. is like raw Egyptian. Like it's got Egyptian writing on the cover. So this is like Egypt, Egypt, Egypt. Yeah, that, that, or is that, or is it, it's not in, fine. Let's find out where this is made at. I want to see that. So this says uh, an upper uh, Egyptian clan robs a cache of mummies and sells the artifacts on the illicit antiquities black market. After a conflict with the clan, one of its members goes to the police, helping the antiquities service. And dude, that's a fuck up. Roxanne. <laughs> service find the cache. So yeah, that's. Uh, I'm gonna look at this one real quick because this might be. Um, what do they call those? Uh, the movies over there. It's uh, Bollywood. Is this a Bollywood movie? That's worth dancing and stuff, though, isn't it? I don't know. Sorry for all you uh, uh, people out there that may be into the Bollywood stuff or know about it. If you do, let us know because I feel like an idiot right now that I don't know more about it. My name is Jeff. I'm just trying to see where this was made at here. You know what? It doesn't matter. Anyway, so that's number one on here. According to IMDb, 7.9 out of 10. And those are the top 10 movies of, mummy. of the mummies. Isn't uh, Stargate... There wasn't a mummy in it, but it had a lot to do with like the the tombs and the pharaohs and the Egyptian gods, like Anubis and whatnot. And Stargate. Remember Stargate with um, oh, what's it? James Spader and Kurt Russell, and they find that gate. It's an Egyptian gate, and it takes them to another world. And they get there, and it's like all the bad guys, the aliens, have like these like Anubis helmets with like the dog yeah 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 yeah. I remember, I it was a pretty big that. movie back in the early 90s didn't they make a tv show out of that yeah yeah 
Uh, it's for all you sci-fi nerds out there. I hate when they do that, when they make I do too. shows out of movies. Blah, blah. It's never good. So listen, before we get into our closing thoughts here, because we're going to talk a little bit more about the mummies, we actually have a new part of the show. Ooh. Yeah. Now this one, Jeff, if I'm not mistaken, this is uh, this is all you. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce our new segment called Jeff Hates It All. Because Jeff hates it all, he really don't care. You sing a sad song, but you're just unaware. You say you don't know, you say you won't cry. You think you're so smart, but you're living a lie. Yeah, I had a bad day. Jeff hates it all. You're driving your Tesla and you're drinking your white claw. Jeff hates it all. I say Jeff hates it all. All right, so this week, which is, what, January 6th, I believe, today. Okay, so the week of January 6th, currently, what I hate right now, I cannot fucking stand Baby Yoda, okay? I'm over it. Like, I get it. It's a total Disney cash grab. They saw the numbers with Baby Groot, and they're like, you know what? We need mad money, because Disney Plus isn't enough, so they create this stupid baby version of Yoda and the internet is freaking out like everybody wants a fucking baby Yoda why why do you want a baby Yoda do you want to get a baby Yoda tattoo you asshole is that what you want let's let's forget about baby Yoda let's just move on move past it that's what I hate this week thank you I say Jeff hates it all and that was Jeff hates it all wow so you're just not a fan of uh, baby Yoda huh it's just it Blech. Blech. And it's Blech. all over social media. Every book is like, got the feels like, and it shows a picture of Baby Yoda. You know, <laughs> my day is like, and it's a picture of Baby Yoda. I'm like, fuck yeah, you and fuck Baby Yoda. It's kind of contrived. But I, I mean, I have to say, I really do like that show a lot. And regardless, if it, let's just say Baby Yoda wasn't even in it, yeah. even though it's all based around him protecting. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian, sorry to ruin it for you. But watched it yet, but that's okay. It's awesome. I mean, and it literally, that's what it's about. It's, he's protecting, you know, Little baby Yoda, which by the way, it is not baby Yoda. You guys keep calling it that, but it isn't. This is set in a timeline after Yoda was around. So, whatever Yoda, whatever Yoda is, it's a baby, whatever of him. It's so dumb. And I've heard it, I heard on the news, all right. Oh, God. That people on like Etsy, you know what Etsy is? Yeah, where you make a bunch of shit and it's sell like it. It's like if you're like a crafty person, you make your own shit and you put it on there and people yeah, buy it. Basically like... It's pretty you know, cool. It's like an eBay for... Hippies. Uh, independent people, whatever you want to call you it. You can say hippies. It's fine. Hippies, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Well, people are making like stuffed baby Yodas, like people that can make dolls and whatnot. Hippies. And they're already like backordered from a year. So Jesus. here's the thing. All the White Claw moms out there are on their goddamn apps, on their on their Etsy apps, on their phones, sitting by the fire, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, you know what little Todd wants? He wants a baby Yoda. So cute. It looks like a little Pomeranian. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, allow, allow us to, to introduce to you the new Furby. Yeah, because that's exactly what it's going to be. Essentially, it's going to be the new fur. And I hope people get tattoos. I really do. Because I want to go back like eight years from now. I'll be like, you're a fuckhead. Because <laughs> it's going to be a stupid little baby Yoda and no one's going to understand. it. Yeah, you're going to be able to walk from. around and just find out like, like you're an asshole and you're an asshole. You know yeah. how I know? Because you got a baby fucking Yoda yeah. tattoo. Oh, and I hate so saying cute. that. But... Look at his little eyes and ears. It's like, yeah, that's Disney going cha-ching. Thank you. It, it looks like it, I saw a side by side of Gizmo. Oh, it's a and this thing—it's a to- It looks like yeah. Gizmo without fur, dude. It's- but it was the same thing with Baby Groot. Remember when Baby Groot came oh, out, yeah. and everybody had had the fucking Funko Pop Baby Groot and like the little animatronic Baby Groot and Baby Groot T-shirts, and Baby Groot tattoos, and Baby Groot memes, and you know, <laughs> my day sucks. Feeling feeling like Baby Groot. <laughs> like- I don't think I have any Funko Pops of Baby Groot. Do I? No. Okay, good. we would burn it if you did. I do have one of the Mandalorian though, so oh, okay. don't you touch it. Yeah, I kind of collect those bobblehead Funko Pop guys things. And once we get our fucking video shit up and running again, you guys will be able to see us in the station because I'm getting pissed off, dude. I've done so much research trying to figure it's out what tough. to do. I really have, and it's like if you want to have like, and by no means do I want to have like Joe Rogan type shit because I mean let's, let, nobody's I don't have Joe we Rogan. We just want to reach our YouTube crowd right. because there is a crowd there. But the, the problem is is that if we don't 
either we have one camera set there, which is boring as shit, and not have transitions and stuff, or you're spending two, three, five grand on shit. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I'd rather make a movie with that money, folks. Absolutely. Speaking of, let's talk a little more about this GoFundMe for the movie. I think Jeff and I are going to sit down and we're going to come up with a script. We're going to come up with an idea for a movie. We're going to pitch it to you guys. And if you guys want to be a part of that movie and you want to see or see that movie be made, I mean, and I'm I'm being wholeheartedly dead serious about this. You want to see that movie be made, no matter how horrible it might be, which let's be honest. <laughs> if it's anything like this podcast, it's going to be fucking great. Tell you what, the soundtrack will be top notch. I know oh, of that. course, of course. So if you guys are, you know, we'll come up with a script. We'll post it up on our website. We'll let you guys read through the script or at least the the overall idea of what the script would be like the uh, the, the plot line yeah. for it. And if you guys are down, we'll set up a freaking GoFundMe or something. And we promise you that every single red cent will go towards the the movie. Yeah. And we like have we're the capability t- to do it. Yeah. So we're not bullshitting you guys. Like We could actually do it. Yeah. We can't get video going of ourselves. But we can make a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, live streaming and, and you know, yeah, pre-recording a little bit different, is a, little a bit different, different game. Yeah. So, but yeah, we can do that for sure. And I think it'd be great. I think Moody and Chainsaw involved would be fantastic. Yeah. You know, but I mean, we're not going to pay him. Well, make no mistake. The GoFundMe is not for payroll. No, it's not for payroll at all. I mean, we don't get paid to do this as much as that would be awesome. <laughs> one day, one day, I won't have to work in a kitchen and sweat my balls off every day. All um, right. Now, yeah, when I say work in a kitchen, my wife and I actually own a restaurant. Yeah. And uh, I am the... I dare call myself a chef because I'm by no means a chef. But well, you uh, could cook, man. Nah. You gotta give yourself some credit. I've been on the road with you on tour, and you make a mean fucking spaghetti, especially <laughs> off a bus with yeah. no supplies. That was fun. Um, that was good. But I feel like a chef is like trained. You know what I mean? And me, yeah. I learned everything on my own, so I'm not really a chef, even though I've been doing it for fucking ever. Do you get any complaints? No. In fact, more so than not, I have people that uh, request my food. Well, there you go. Yes. Then you know you're doing it right. Yes, I do know how to make a a nice pizza <laughs> yeah so can i get a baby yoda sandwich i'm sure that's, that's where you take the spatula and just yeah, whap them against just go the out there and smack them in the fucking face with it yeah. so yeah i think that'd be awesome um now listen let's wrap this up here your closing thoughts on mummies well at first before we first dove into this i i was like yeah it's a cool story it's a cool concept ideas 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 but what really kind of swayed me this time is that guy getting sick from the mosquito bite, like the curse. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. There's something to that, man. I mean, a lot of ironic shit happens, but that's really ironic that it's, all that happened. It's pretty you know? crazy. It kind of goes along the same lines, uh, I believe, too. Like, and we're gonna do a, an episode on um, like haunted or possessed items or haunted oh, items, God, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Um, that we should do that for my mom's house because it's like the fucking Cracker Barrel. You walk in there. And there's like items from every era of every turn of the earth. Can we get one of those? Uh, what are those meters called where you can the walk around? EKG or EEP? EP meters? Is that what it is? The one Egon had that would show you if there was oh, like yeah, yeah, ghosts yeah. or whatever there. Is, yeah. it, is it EKG? No. I don't want whatever the fuck I think the Egon from the Ghostbusters had. We should get oh, that. Then we go like, <laughs> then we go nuts. <laughs> Just explode immediately. Although, not to sidetrack here. Funny little story. Um, you know, together with the family and whatnot over the holidays. And my daughter, who is now in college and older, she used to live with me for a while and in my current house now. And both her and my girlfriend swear to God that there's something in my basement. Okay, and you've been in my basement before. We practiced in there and bands and whatnot. Yeah, I have a very small house. It's like very cozy, fit small yeah, house. It's, it's just you. What the hell? Is and it's need? just me. And never once have I ever witnessed anything strange. And I've never noticed my dog. I have a dog. I've never noticed my dog do anything weird. But my girlfriend swears up and down, and my daughter swears up and down that there's wait, wait, something wait, wait. going on in the basement. So your girlfriend even thinks yeah. something's going on there? Really? Yeah. All right. Well, maybe. Listen. Let's put it on our freaking. This year, folks, this, this is the beginning of 2020, and this is the, the this is the year of the motherfucking midnight train because we're going to be going out and we're going to be going to Moody's house. Oh uh, yeah. We're going to go to Dave's new house. He just got one. Um, we'll go to yours. Yeah. I want to. I do... just don't know if I want to know if there is something. Oh, fuck I, yeah, I, I do. No, I know because yeah. I sleep there. Fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> or at least I do. Um, right. 
so at, at, at my uh, my wife and I's establishment, um, people swear up and down like oh, all of yeah, our entire a- staff. So the, it was built in 1900. The basement looks like something it's out of creepy. fucking Blair Witch, yeah. you know. And so we could totally do one there, like at night when it's closed. Yeah. At like fucking three o'clock in the morning. We need to do on site the witching hour. Yeah. So yeah, I think that'd be awesome. So this year we are going to be going out and we are going to go to on location. Uh, we have the capability and we're going to go to these places and we're going to to me we're going to debunk this shit because i don't believe in any of that we should take the psychic circle with us when we go oh, so now you're just places. trying to open up a portal to hell well i mean if shit's going to happen that's going to be the gateway right great maybe that's the premise to our movie Ooh. <laughs> the wheels are turning folks the wheels are turning so yeah that's uh my um my whole thing on the, the mummies thing is i pretty much agree exactly with you i love that they came up with this so long ago and if you look online you can actually see legit pictures of mummified corpses and oh, yeah. it's pretty fucking creepy but it's really cool at the same time you know yeah. what i mean because like they preserved people they preserve people's bodies it's and it was, fucking there was a lot of them too like didn't like every pyramid have like i don't know like seven or eight of them like in different chambers and whatnot i don't know apparently there's a fuck ton of pyramids i don't know like there's pyramids like in not just in egypt they're all over the world which were built by the aliens oh god here we go anyway (laughs) so all right passengers we hope you enjoyed your ride with us on fucking mummies now don't forget to head on over to the midnight train podcast and sign up for the midnight bonus train to access all kinds of awesome tidbits you won't get anywhere else uh, at our website, you can buy some super sweet merchandise too, which uh, I'm going to be coming up with some new designs. Ooh. I got some ideas in store that are, I think. Are we uh, getting a Mothman motorcycle shirt finally? Yes, that, that is on. And the, does it that, say today? <laughs> that is on. That is on the agenda. Perfect. Yeah, I actually have quite a bit of design or a few designs that I'm working on right now, so that'll be nice up there. Um, it takes like no time to go in there and literally sign up and when you sign up you guys will be able to access not only all the um the episodes that we release everywhere but the bonus shit too like we're going to be doing a uh, bonus episode the drunken movie review coming up this weekend you guys are not going to want to miss this i'm going tell you right now right it's going to be epic and that's not going to be available on um i or apple podcasts or or wherever you guys listen to your stuff now it's only going to be available at the website and again that is the midnight train podcast.com like i said super easy there'll be a link in the description as well as uh you know guys sign up to our our group on facebook it's pretty hilarious and a chance for us all to talk to you know outside of the podcast moody's just been on fire lately in there every day it's like three or four posts yeah he's so freaking funny and the best is like he like responds to things i talk about like did you see when we did the uh the last one i i said he thought oprah winfrey was a reptilian right he's like i never said that dude. <laughs> yeah. it's yes, like he's did. it's like he's standing around waiting for like a, a, a his phone to go he, like he hits pause on the app and then he goes right to facebook like, <laughs> yeah. I never said that. and listeners keep asking how they can help keep the steam in our engine well the best thing you guys can do is like subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform and most importantly share the midnight train to everyone seriously word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train which we've been getting a lot more man really want to thank you guys for all the reviews and for everyone liking and subscribing and stuff you have no idea how cool it is for us to be doing something that we started off as you know kind of like we just wanted to have fun and just yeah. talk about some goofy shit. And now it's starting to become a real community and a real like family oriented thing, man. And, and nobody, yeah. nobody in the forum or on the uh, Facebook page or anything like that. There's no dicks. It's like everyone. It's just fun. You yeah. know, chainsaw is a bully, but we'll let that go. <laughs> we love chainsaw. Oh, candy. <laughs> candy. Um, but <laughs> it's candy. Oh, man. I really hope it, for all you guys that did listen to our um, our skit, not skit, our, our audio performance, audio performance of uh, the, the Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens, uh, the Christmas Carol or a Christmas Carol, whatever it is. Um, that was a lot of work. It was. It was a lot of fun, a lot of work. And, uh, you know, if you listen real close, you can hear Chainsaw being a creepy wife of somebody else (laughs) (laughs) so word of mouth obviously is how it's going to keep going and we can't thank you guys enough for all the love and support like it's so awesome and thank you for keeping this train moving also we're sending out a signed poster sticker and magnet to a random passenger who has left us a review on apple podcast today the username is many chainsaw lucky yeah so please send us an email at the midnight and i'm pretty sure i know who that is too is that jigsaw uh not jigsaw so it's, it's it's another one <laughs> there's a whole chainsaw family. family of saw <laughs> bandsaw batsaw <laughs> table saw 
So please send us an email over to the uh, the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com with your full name and address, and we'll send you your goodies out to you. And remember, folks, the more reviews we get, so that's reviews on Apple Podcasts, the more we move up in the rankings, and the better the chance that you get randomly selected to receive everything that Mini Chainsaw is going to get. So, you know, just get on and out there, man. We like to hear from you guys, and we love to, you know, just... I don't know, just whatever. You guys can literally go on there and just say, bring Chainsaw back. Listen, we're not opposed to uh, having you guys suggest topics all the time, too. I mean, we have a a pretty good plan laid out for the year. But if there's something that you guys chime in and you really want to hear... We'll do it. We'll be oh, yeah. your guys. We'll go do your research. We'll make it funny. We'll 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 do it up. Absolutely. And to be honest with you, I really wanted to. Um, um, I'm glad you said that because I I want to put a spot on the, uh, the the website where people can go in and vote on topics. Oh, like a submission form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you can submit stuff, but uh, like you know, you can vote on topics too. So I like that. So next thing you know, if we got like you know, however many of this. That'll be the next one we do. Yeah. You know, or maybe there's something out there we haven't even thought of yet. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. awesome. Like, um, the Skelton Sisters. And again, thank you, ladies, for being so awesome. Um, getting into this, don't forget to send us your Christmas cards because their Christmas card is up there and it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, and I that love is. it. And their suggestion on there. Uh, can you read that real quick, Jeff? Hold on. Got he's it. grabbing it for me. Um, their suggestion is actually going to be one of our upcoming episodes. So we definitely want to say thank you to you guys for sending this in. And this was handmade and it's so. Fucking creepy. I love it. <laughs> and it says that their suggestion is the Mooney Mansion in Columbus, Ohio. So, yeah, that's actually going to be one of the ones that we have coming up here this year. Um, not 100% sure when, but uh, we will definitely do that. And you guys can all send us Christmas cards and uh, any kind of spooky shit. Moody said something about getting um, some, uh, uh, what are they, dolls, some creepy ass dolls from his grandma's house or whatever. Man. <sighs> yeah. But listen, if you guys get shit like that, we will put it up in here. I don't care what the fuck it is. And you can get, uh, or you can send any of that stuff, including your Christmas cards. I don't care all year round. I know it's past Christmas. Just, we still want them. Uh, you can send it to the Midnight Train Podcast, P.O. Box 38206, Olmstead Falls, Ohio, 44138. So send us those things, man. If you got something laying around that you're like, man, this fucking thing scares the shit out of me. I'm going to send it to the midnight train. Yeah, send it to us. <laughs> you know, yeah, get rid of it. Get Just rid of it and send it to us. Make sure it's not, like, alive. Yeah, yeah. We and don't want any, like, don't send us your cat. Like, you know, if your cat's an asshole yeah, and you want to find a new home, don't you think send your us cat's a cat possessed or something like that? Yeah, yeah like, don't do that. I don't, I don't want a cat. That and anything that may have actually ever been involved in, like, a murder. How about don't do that? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's a gun I killed somebody <laughs> with. Right. Here, enjoy, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this knife is possessed. <laughs> you yeah. know, don't send any of that shit to us. So, again, we want to thank you guys so much. Lastly, in the boxcar, we have the band Malice 213 from right here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, with their song Bloodbath. So stick around and check them out. And you can all check them out at uh, facebook.com forward slash malice213band or uh, let's see, malice213.bandcamp.com. And listen, we love playing new music, man. We love playing stuff that, you know, isn't, you know, mainstream, mainstream, yeah, or, you know, sign. It's underground stuff. I like, we love doing that. So if you guys have somebody out there that you're like, oh, well, my brother's in a band or my brother's cousin's uncle's sister's next door neighbor was in a band, send us their shit. You know, even if you want to like record a story, right? Like maybe you have a scary story or something you witnessed. I would love that. And you want to do like an audio, get an app on your phone that records audio and send us the audio and we'll play it. Yeah. Or, Send us just write out the story and send it, and then we'll do it on oh, the yeah. freaking we'll on the, read on the pod, Yeah, we'll read it on the podcast. We love spooky stories. In fact, I wouldn't mind having a little segment about that. That would be cool. Like spooky stories from the passengers. Sorry, time. Gather <laughs> so listen, folks, again, we want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We know Riley was not here. We do miss you, buddy. And for all of you other beautiful people, from Jeff, myself, and everyone here at the Midnight Train. Choo choo, motherfuckers! Tonight in the box car, we have Malice 213 from Cleveland, Ohio, with their song, Bloodbath. Check it out and stay spooky. Oh, and I believe the movie idea is fantastic, don't you? I donate to that just to see how bad it will be. Anyway, choo choo, and here's Malice 213. Hey! <laughs>
shit. That was angry. Until next time, passengers. Keep it spooky.